The Two Mats is brought to you by the New European. If you like the contents of this podcast, The Two Mats, if you're a regular listener, you're going to love The New European. And I've got a very special subscription offer for you for just a pound a week or two pounds a week if you want the newspaper. And that's the price of a bottle of water, folks, a small bottle of water. You can get The New European delivered to your door every week and you'll be supporting great independent journalism and you'll be kicking back against the corrosive nationalism that helped bring Brexit to Britain's shores. You'll also get a £25 voucher to spend at The New European shop and you can get a great book we've just published on the Battle of Orgreave or you can get a t-shirt or you can get a mug or you can get a great bollocks to Brexit passport cover. So do the right thing please, support this podcast and also support The New European. Go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S and there's a link in the show notes. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. How are you, Steve? I'm all right. Interesting week. Well, it's been a very interesting week, but I think we should start by um, saying hello to our, our new listener. Yeah. Um, who is, um, as you will know, is uh, James Cleverly. That's because, right. Because last week on this very <laughs> podcast, we went through the list of Tory leadership we candidates. We did. And when we got to James Cleverly, I think I said he should Next. just get out now. <laughs> and um, mm. a couple of days after I said that, what's he doing in there? Yeah. It's, it's going to end in embarrassingly for him. Yeah. He should just pull out. And he said, it's clear my colleagues are not comfortable with uh, such a move, and therefore I am withdrawing. And he didn't say Porritt and Anglesey have... No, but did you see the review? The did you see the review that we had this week? Yeah, I did see the by review. By GAC. JC. It said... Jeremy Corbyn. Well, it could be that, or it could be Jesus Christ, or it could be James Cleverly. It could be James Cleverly, And it simply said, brilliant podcast, lots of good advice, some of it I've taken. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I think it probably was Jesus Christ. Yeah, it might have been John Cleese, yeah. So we'll get to the news, and there's plenty of it. Yes. Very newsy, um, again. Um, Then me and Jerry are going to have a look at Labour's week, because it's been a bit of an odd one, really. Well, it's it's not been a great week, has it? I'm confused again. Yeah. One minute I'm like, oh, finally, Labour have sorted it. The next minute I'm like, huh? Yeah. So we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. And then, of course, we will crown a Brexiteer of the week. We but first, indeed. finally, you got to sell your uh, MAGA hats. I did. How many did you sell? Oh, in excess of one. So, Steve, of course, um, as you've explained 
to uh, listener previously, but if you've got any new listeners, well, we have got new listeners. We know that every week we get new listeners. You, of course, bought lots of uh, Make America Great Again hats to sell on the streets of London when you came over. Yeah, I did, yeah. And you kind of scuppered last time. It went it really just... well. I've got a few left in the garage uh-huh. still, yeah. covered in milkshakes now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. So he uh, came, he tr- Trump arrived, didn't he, and, did, and was Trumpian. I guess yes. it, I suppose it all started um, when he. Well, it started before he came yeah, over. Yeah, when he gave really. the interview to uh, Tom Newton Dunn of the Sun, and also to um, Tim uh, Tim Shippers, Tim Shipman. Yeah, but the Sun got their first thing the on Sunday Saturday. Times. They had to wait till Sunday for the yeah, Sunday they did, Times. Yeah, you can't bring out the Sunday Times on a Saturday. Well, not sure that the, ta- the the normal times won't be that happy for Sunday no, Times arrives. Uh, so t- Tom Newton Dunn. Ooh, Tom Newton Dunn. I mean, to set taxis in, he was in that. Yeah, Ooh. not good. He, um, he, he uh, basically backed Boris, didn't he, Trump? He uh, kind he of did. rode back from that a little bit. But he did. He, he kind of backed Boris. He's also had meetings while he's been here with... He said um, Nigel Farage was very smart. Well, he's met Farage, hasn't he, while well, he's been So he'll have changed his mind. So that will be um, the end of that. No. Although, yeah, to be fair, he hasn't met him before, so... Yeah. Um, he, uh, he doesn't really remember him, though, does he? Yes. You know, he didn't even remember a nice picture of a horse that he'd given to the Queen. Absolutely. I'm slightly bewildered by all of this, but uh, by the, um, the the tri- the the sort of the spin that's been put on this visit yeah. that it's been a you know success a success yeah yeah as if you know it's been a success that you know he didn't. He didn't shit himself at the banquet, or, or you know. Or, Can we be sure? Or bum a corgi? Well, we can't be sure about either of those things, but um, but you know, we should be hoping for a little more than that from the leader of the free world. Well, what we did Have you get checked his pants. We <laughs> checked his man nappy. Is it clean? What we did get, yeah, was uh, the backing of Boris. But then, yeah, then sort of Luke Warm met Hunt, met Farage, met. He met some odd. Oh, he, said, he also before he arrived, he also said that Britain should sue the EU, yeah. didn't he? And Tom Newton Dunn said, "How would that work?" And he went, "Well, I just think it would be good." Yeah, well, me too. I'm going to sue him. Um, um, I, I liked. He, he chatted to Michael Gove at the state banquet, but he didn't have another meeting with Michael. No, Gove. he met. He had a chat on the phone with Boris. Twenty minutes is what we're led to believe. Um, he did meet with Jeremy Hunt. Um, he met with Nigel Farage, and then he also met with IDS and Owen Patterson. Did he? I suppose odd, odd, odd choice. Well, I don't all the understand. leading intellectuals of. Um, um, of uh, I just of wonder Brexit. if they ran into him in Greggs on Parliament Square or he something. Or, done. I don't know. I don't really understand. Do, what about the old blimp? Do you like what the if, blimp? What if IDS started turning <laughs> up in a Trump wig from now on? <laughs> Could he come back? Well, I'd the quiet man is back. And he's turning up the volume. <laughs> it's the biggestest volume. What does he say? Bigly volume. The bigly volume. Bigly volume. Um, but what about what about the blimp? Did you like the blimp? I do like the blimp. I think it's kind of cool. Um, if someone made a blimp out of me, I'd be over the moon. Right? Yes, it's yeah, just it'd be brilliant, good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it, you know, it, I, I, I would love that. Even but for really, bad stuff. he's a, he's an embarrassment, isn't he? The blimp. Uh, no. The oh, man. Trump. The man on whom the blimp is. Do uh, you think I've got a bit of a theory about this? Do, so he he arrives. This is he's got you know he's got a in 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 past state visits like this, and of course not every president has been afforded a state visit. I don't think Reagan even had a state visit. No, he? no. So, um, you know, it, it's not a given that if you become the pro- the president of the United States, you get a state visit. He's right. got one. But if you're desperate, 
for a trade deal. There might be something in that. But then uh, we, you know, he, he, before he arrives, he intervenes in in domestic politics. Yes, something that he criticised Barack Obama for doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then he get a bit, while he's playing still on the runway in Stansted. Don't know why I'm pointing there. Stansted's not, it's there. not there. It's there no. somewhere t- down there. But um, he, he he had a go. At, he had a go um, at Sadiq Khan. At Sadiq. Then he had a they go really at, don't like each other, don't they? It's quite funny. Yeah. Then he had a go at um, CNN, didn't he? Because he yeah. couldn't get Fox on his on his hotel telly. <laughs> you only get CNN. Um, uh, he couldn't get Fox and Friends. It's unfortunate. So where did he stay? In Winfield House, he stayed in, didn't he? So that's they, right. They can't, so they can't get Fox. I mean, how can they not get Fox News in the? In, surely they can get Fox News what? in do the you, US uh, do embassy. You, do you get Fox News? Um, well, no, I don't get Fox News. It's been withdrawn, hasn't it? Has it? Yeah, it's been withdrawn. Why? Um, because I of, used to get Fox News, certainly, when I had a skybox. Because of um, low... Well, the real reason is because of low viewer... Uh, viewing figures in the in the UK, which made it right. um, which made it not um, profitable for the right. new owners of um, Sky, I right, think, or right. whoever would have taken it on. The reason that they gave was that it might have contravened some, you know, broadcasting Ofcom, Ofcom rules. All yeah, right, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. There you go. Welcome to the media podcast with Stephen Richard. Absolutely. Um, uh, my concern about this is that actually we all well, well I certainly did when all this happened I just sort of went eh. mm. if if Barack Obama I know Barack Obama made his thoughts pretty clear on on Brexit but if Barack Obama would have had a go at the London Mayor or I mean we know Trump's done this before or been talking been intervening directly in in internal politics for a party as well I mean yes I, 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 my jaw would have hit the floor but I think. That Trumpism has become normal. I think we're used to it. And well, is that a worry? The, is that a concern? Well, this is the thing, isn't it, with with people who um, who exhibit extreme behaviour. Um, they the way they react to your criticism of their extreme behaviour is to behave in an even more extreme fashion, and then that enables them to get away with it. You know, um, Hunter S. Thompson, uh, the the famous um, journalist. Used to people used to complain about the the noise in his when he lived in New York and in San Francisco. People used to complain about the noise from his um, coming from his apartments, and his response was to turn up the volume rather than turn it down. Yeah, uh, Marky Smith from the Fall, who's just uh, well, not just died. He died last uh, last January, <coughs> didn't he? Over a mm. year ago mm. now. Um, wow, that's bad, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, um, but you know he was a, despite smoking bans, he was a great advocate of still smoking in pubs, still smoking in airports and stuff like that. And when people came over and told him that he couldn't smoke there, he would light another one up on the grounds that sometimes you are going to get thrown out of the airport and the pub, as happened to him. Um, but a lot of times people are just going to go away. Yeah. They're just going to get bored. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and, that, and that's, sort of, that's what's happened to us. Uh, with, with our list of figures. With uh, yeah, our <laughs> list of figures now, yeah. They told us to stop, we've just carried on. But we have carried on at an even greater length. And <laughs> yeah. some of you seem to enjoy it. Well, a growing number of you seem to enjoy number, it. So yeah. our, our figures are bewilderingly uh, good, so thank well, it, you very it's much. It's a shock to us, but there you go, you love it, we'll keep doing it. It really is. There were a couple of little gaffes in his visit, though, weren't there? Yes. Go on. Well, he said that the NHS was... Well, on the was, table. Well, that was brilliant, wasn't it? I've got the quote. I've got the direct quote here. So he said, um, "This was um, in the um, 
in a press conference, wasn't he? Yeah. He said, uh, next to Theresa May, I, I missed Theresa May's reaction to this. I suppose nothing matters really when it's Theresa May. Um, he, he said that but after Brexit, the two countries could be doing two and even three times what we're doing now, adding, he was talking about trade, obviously, adding everything will be on the table, the NHS, everything. Yeah. Fast forward just a few hours and he's talking to your old boss, Piers, Piers Morgan, Morgan, and uh, he says, I don't see it being on the table. <laughs> it's just really No, you see it, no, you don't. <laughs> Somebody asked me a question today, and I said, everything is up for negotiation, because everything is. But I don't see that being, that's something that I would not consider to be part of trade. That's not trade. Yeah. I mean, how on earth can we deal with this man? It says one thing, one second, and the exact opposite the next. Well, it's not helped, is it, by the, by the you know, he arrived <laughs> on the, when did he arrive on Monday? He uh-huh. arrived on Monday, and on Sunday, Woody Johnson, who is the US ambassador and also presides over the... Uh, or presided over the New York Jets, he's handed them over yeah. to his sons now, and, yeah. and is a you know a completely incompetent NFL owner, possibly the worst owner in the NFL. Yes, well, we could. Um, what, I mean, what is going on at the Jets? Well, this that's another season, that's huh? another podcast. The, the media, only, our media and American football podcast what? will launch shortly. The, I mean, wow! Uh, all you've got is a is a promising quarterback. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, so but what Woody Johnson said definitely we want in on the uh, in on the NHS. So let's get this straight because what w- I mean, I think I think there is confusion and there are probably fears that that people think that what what that would mean for the NHS if the US were to get in there. I think that really the US's biggest. Um, interest in the NHS mm. is not that we're going to have you know star-spangled mid-staffs hospital no. <laughs> run, run by run by Uncle Sam. It's more to do with driving the prices down, uh, driving the prices up, up yeah. on drugs because the NHS, um, the NHS, I think, is used as a benchmark pricing structure for about twenty-five percent of all drugs That's that are right. sold across the world. Yeah, and because the NHS buys in such great numbers. Um, the, that that price is fixed, and the US really would prefer those prices to be higher. Yeah. So the the issue is that it could cost the NHS some more money in buying American drugs. Yeah. Um, That's part of it. That I is mean, part of it. I mean, what what else what what else is the is the worry? Well, the other worry is that that some or part of the NHS will be opened up to McDonald's. McDonald's franchises. Yeah. Well, I mean, in every yeah. morning. Ronald McDonald, every ward. As you're going down to theatre, that big clown. That'd be great. <laughs> he could do the operations. He's dressed as hamburger. <coughs> the hamburger. Oh no, it's Doctor Grimace. <laughs> the he hamburger. hasn't even got any hands, has he, Grimace? <clears throat> well, are those guys still around? You don't see those you guys don't anymore. See them. Maybe it's just hamburgers in jail. He's finally got caught. Is, Rumbled. Is Grimace a giant? <clears throat> what is Grimace? A giant aubergine. There's not many aubergines yeah. at McDonald's, though, is there? To be fair. Um, Are you sure it's an you, aubergine? If you know what a grimace, what grimace is supposed to be, please let is us it a know. A gherkin. A gherkin. A gherkin is green. Grimace is like a purpley. He's got mouldy gherkin, hue, hasn't he? When was the last time you had a McDonald's? Not this year, I don't think. What did you have? Can you remember what you had? I had a uh, small, small cheeseburger with bacon. Small cheeseburger. Yeah. Like Liverpool, London's Liverpool small Street cheeseburger. They do, they do a 99p cheeseburger oh, right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't have a there is an economist out there who says that the healthiest meal yes. in the world yes. is... 
<laughs> Big Mac and fries. Double cheeseburger. Really? And the thinking is, it, is that it's saved more... What economist is this person? Well, it's... Is it like Patrick Minford or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> it's saved more lives than any other foodstuff in the history of the world, according to this particular economist. What? Because it's 99 cents in the States. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's one twenty nine or something here. Yeah. And it means that if you're homeless... Yes. You can pretty easily get 99p together just by begging. A, right. And you can afford a meal which has got protein, calcium and um, veggies. Or you could have a McDonald's. Or you could carry on saving and get some white lightning, which yeah. is what I'd do instead of the McDonald's. This is true. But that's interesting there. So um, that's uh, McDonald's. But done. yeah, so, but, you know, and we can, we can we'll, we'll return to this theme later on in this podcast. But I think there is also a fear, isn't there, that numerous people on the right in uh, Britain and numerous people on the right in America uh-huh. are seeking to open up. So, so what if you said, well, there is a basic level of health care for everybody, but we're going to means test it, and then people who earn over a certain amount will be invited to buy insurance in the American style to top up their health care and, mm. you know... <clears throat> America has, isn't that Bupa? America has lots of these, but that's there's basically one service, isn't there? Or a few services here. America has got lots and lots of these healthcare insurance. Um, Why is this a bad thing, Steve? Why is it a bad thing? Yeah, because it should. Doesn't know. this take the strain off the NHS? I'm playing devil's advocate. You are playing devil's advocate. You've got. To... I just think, right? I, what do I think? I don't know, but I'm putting it out there. If there were more private healthcare providers, then it would drive the price. And your basic Bupa healthcare, and I, I, I do know this, I'm not going to tell you why, your basic Bupa healthcare costs you about thirty nine ninety nine a month. Right. Obviously, if you break your leg, you go A&E. Yes. But if you've got some cosmetics, if you've got an ugly thumb and you yes. need some cosmetic surgery done to it, why waste the NHS's time? Well, because I think that the uh, once you introduce the concept of of payments of non-elective payment, yeah. um, which is what Bupa is, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah. a, it's a scheme where people elect to yeah. have operations done quicker, or they elect that their, you know, some of their the workers will um, be able to access that kind of stuff, so they'll be back to work quicker. But so, yeah, well, sorry, one, but once you introduce the concept of non-elective. Uh, payment for health, then it, is, it becomes a slippery slope. Haven't we already it? passed? Haven't we already passed that Rubicon? Well, we crossed the passed, crossed the Rubicon. Crossed it, passed it. Drunk the Rubicon, is it? <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> a Rubicon. I love a bit of Rubicon. It's nice, isn't it? yeah, oh, very yeah. nice, yeah. And it's, a, it's quite rare, isn't it? So it's a treat when you get one. It is, yeah. It's like um, Sam Pell used to be. It's yeah, I like it. My mum mm. won't get me Sam Pell because they're always like forty p more expensive than great a kind taste of, of Rubicon. What, but so, yes, Bupa's been around for years. This is already done. The dam's burst. Okay, so uh, similarly to private education, then. Yes. So, um, not I'm thankful what, to say that I not neither I or any of my children are <laughs> oh, currently no. in private education. I and currently. Yeah, currently. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh my God! You're like. <laughs> are you about to tell me that you're some kind of major landowner I mean, as well? Yeah, yeah. Is this? A, I mean, I've got a huge estate. You're not even from Manchester, Next to are Paul you? Dacre. Did you go to Eton? I went to yeah. You went to you went to Eton. I went to Eton. Then you went to Oxford. I have Eton. You. <laughs> I lived in Oxford. I didn't yeah. go to Oxford. Then nah, you own great swathes of the British countryside. You sent all your kids through to through Dragon School, probably. Dragon School. You you were the first man in the queue when Bupa launched. Yeah. And is that your Bentley? I sent my um, SA one outside. It. I sent my children to the other place. 
Did you? No. <laughs> What's the other one called? I can't remember now. Harrow. Oh, Harrow. No, I was thinking of the other place up the road from the Dragon School. Oh, the Dragon School. Where Amelia Clark went. Okay, so it is controversial, and I guess much like private education, the 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 easy argument is: should rich people get better healthcare than poor people? Is that it? Yes, that's it. Okay, so should rich people get better get better education than poor people? No. Should they get better healthcare? Of course, all the all this would still be down to Parliament, though. I mean, it's not like the American government can just do what they want. All this has still got a, the government has still got to sign off on this. Well, if it was a government run by exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, it, so it, it, yeah. It, it depends, doesn't it? And, that is the uh, fear, isn't it? And it's, um, you know, there's a great piece by James Ball in uh, this week's print edition of the New European. It will also yeah. be up on our website now if you want to have a look at it. Uh, he, I mean, he's explaining the pitfalls of a any US-UK trade deal. We've talked about them, a lot of them here today. We've talked about some of them um, here before. Um, if we, um, you know, the, the expectation is that we will be expected to um, accept things like chlorinated chicken, hormone-injected beef. Even if that is not true, it means that if they take that off the table, the the chlorinated chicken, the hormone-injected beef, it means that we will have to... um, They will will bring back even more stuff that we will have to take. Um, So... uh, that's true. And, you know, the, the cost of that versus... Uh, the cost of producing stuff at home means that you know we're, we basically we are either going to be doing a trade deal um, with America, which rules out a trade deal with Europe and bankrupts lots of food producers here, um, or we were going to continue. Um, Could we get some American aid? Some American aid, yeah, Co- cool that's a plan. <laughs> cool, yeah, that's probably more likely. What about this? So your boy Pat Mancock was quick to say. Dear Mr President, not on my... the NHS isn't on the table in trade talks, never will be. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. What do you think to that? I'm glad it's not on his watch. <laughs> um, it would be Matt, Matt Hancock's big NHS watch. Mm. Uh, yes. Thought... Boris Johnson, Jeremy Hunt, Michael Gove all said it would not include the NHS in transatlantic trade talks. Well, I protested a bit too much, I think. Well, I think probably Boris did, I'm sure. I think I'd probably believe Gover and Gover yeah. and JH. Uh, what about when he went to Ireland? Played golf, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, he played golf, because he's got a place there. Did he shoot an all-time record low? He got this, he, man, he managed to... He broke the course uh, record. No, he managed to, he managed to equal uh, Kim... Uh, oh, I get them mixed up. Kim, not young, young, on dad. Oh, yeah. Not because he, 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 he in his first round of golf he got a hole in one in all he, eighteen holes. He did. Yeah, I know. Um, it's incredible. It's, uh, just extraordinary. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. such a such a loss that he never got to play at Augusta. Um, but Trump did the same thing. Um, incredibly, he got he, he went round in eighteen. Amazing. Um, and there you go. Quite, and what did he tell funny. Leo Varadkar? He said Brexit's going to be great for you. He said Brexit and will, your all, will all go very well, <laughs> and it will go very well for you. Yeah. For you with your wall, with your border, <laughs> we have a border situation in the United States, and you have one here. <laughs> it's such. I, I just the the deep political insight that you get from this man is, is extraordinary. Are you as scared of him as you were when he first was elected? No, because I think he's been he's been successfully neutralised yes. now in many ways. I'm very scared of what he will 
uh, of what he's done to the Supreme Court and what he will continue to do to the Supreme Court. Yeah, that Court. might be. The, the lasting damage might not be a big um, nuclear bomb crater, but more the um, tendency of the European governments in the future to be um, hamstrung by the right wing. Yes. Um, wh- whatever uh, colour they are. That bit is really scary. But, you know, give him his due, it was a really successful visit as the Americans are spinning, and all he did was nearly kill off Brexit because Remain parties on the mainland and the island of Ireland are going to be using the clips of him saying the NHS is on the table and, you know, you go and build a wall and a border in Ireland. They'll be using those clips for years to come. We were told, of course, that this is always... um, This was always going to be about... uh, And that's been remarkably quiet, I can't say it. it. Go and do it for me. Huawei. Huawei. Um... Uh, and, and, and there's not been anything really on that. No, I think he's. Uh, I think that you know that it's been very light, hasn't it, on actual policy discussions. Yeah. So and I mean, he did say he said we're going to be able to work out any differences, and we will have no problem with that. Yeah. That that was all he said. I mean, it's t- t- Trumpian. It's best really isn't it, saying anything particularly. Yes. Um, Some interesting things though, weren't they? The Queen had a little dig, didn't brilliant. she? Brilliant, wasn't that brilliant? So she uh, she used her banquet speech. Uh, to, I mean, it was about as political as the Queen gets, really, wasn't it? She said that... She uh, threw a milkshake over him. She threw a milkshake over him. Nazi scum, and she said. <laughs> she shouted. And she said... Um, and she said... She, she was talking about the importance of post-war international institutions. Yes. I mean, it was great timing because of D-Day, obviously, but there was, um, there was clearly um, a, a message there to Mr Trump because he's not that keen on them. No, he's not. But what well, he did appear to fall asleep during the during the banquet, didn't he? He is he is uh, he is a fan of the Queen, though, isn't he? Well, he I mean, he loves he ma- loves all that magnificent. I think he said because because he 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 loves all that um, royal stuff because they see themselves as America's royal family, of course. Don't well, they? yeah. Uh, so. So, I mean, but, but did, did you, Britain put on a good show? Does he do well, care? Did, I mean, Britain did put on a good show. But in America, think, we look good. Did we look good? Or? Well, we look good on the we look good on the TV. Um, we look good to Donald Trump. His his kids plainly enjoyed themselves. God knows what they were doing on the state visit, but they plainly it's madness, isn't it? That but God, they plainly enjoyed themselves. But it, it's a man whose policy is make America great again and America first. I love um, America. Which is, I love America as well, but the idea that just because we trot out a few royal, you know, and the Duke of Kent walks down the, the hall with Kellyanne Conway, that yeah. they're going to roll over and give us a really great trade deal, um, is, is lunacy. Two or know? three times what we're doing now. Two or three times what we're doing now. But Two. he just says words, doesn't he, Donald yeah, Trump? Yeah, That's the yeah. thing. 2.3 times. 2.3 times. All right, so Trump has gone. Um, just probably while we're, while we're on the state visit, we should we should just know how magnificent magnificent the commemorations were in both Portsmouth and Normandy for D Day. Yes, I they mean, were absolutely fantastic. And, and and actually, I was really pleased on Sunday. I think it was when um, the the new declaration of um, of the sort of new peace declaration that the UK had um, I, I, I sort of twisted arms to get the US and Germany and, and several other countries to, to sign, all the countries that were involved in the Second World War yeah. to sign. Um, I thought it was a great bit of diplomacy by Britain, so well done whoever on White will come up with that. And Emmanuel Macron's speech was good, I thought. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's leaders, good. Leaders come and go. 
you know, I was very generous to Theresa May. Was rather. Um, and, um, <clears throat> calling her a leader. <laughs> calling her a leader, yeah. She's not what been Trump called said. that for a while. Did you see what Trump said? Oh, no, I didn't see oh, what Trump brilliant. said about uh, it, Theresa May. It, 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 well, he was, he was, well, she was there, he said... Um, it was quite the funniest thing he said. Um, I don't know exactly your timing, but stick around. Let's do this trade deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And that brings us very neatly on... To to another week in Tory candidacy, Tory election, Tory yeah. leader, prime minister, well, frenzied, a, oh, it's so exciting. This is her last official day, isn't it, <clears throat> um, as Conservative leader, so it kicks, Friday? kicks off on Monday. So the, the noms have to be in on Monday. Nom, nom, nom. She nom, 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 And they nom. have sort of changed the rules. She there, resigns uh, today, I believe, mm. or... Uh, or whenever you're listening whenever to this, you're yeah. listening to yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably resigned by now. And um, still prime minister, it, though. And then it kicks off on that exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, and then it all kicks off on uh, on Monday. But of course, it's already started, hasn't it? As we've very well, it well. has. So um, I was going to go through, and then we can dip it. Which we're just sort of listing these people every week now, aren't we? But yeah. I thought we should really focus on. Um, more clearly on exactly what their Brexit credentials are okay. and what they want to happen. So there will be some repetition here because some of them are quite closely aligned, obviously. Um, but also, at the time of recording, I'm going to tell you how many MPs have backed them so far. OK, good. Do you want to guess that? Yeah, I can guess, yeah. All right, so let's start with Michael Gove. How many? 27. T- 31. 31. So Gove, I think we know a lot about where Gove is on Brexit, but I feel that he is... Softened rather than hardened since the um, campaign, do you? Are you a softer rather than harder go? Yeah. Yes, I think he has uh, softened rather than hardened. I mean, he he showed some sense this week, didn't he, when he said, um, you know, there's no reason to leave on Halloween if, you know, if, yeah. there's no, you know, there's no need to cut off your nose despite your Absolutely. face and that- just by leaving on Halloween. However, what he did say. Was he, the rest of what he said was complete nonsense, yeah, wasn't it? He yeah, said the yeah. EU are warmer to negotiations yeah, now. No, to suggest that he no. said we can do this. <coughs> the backstop with alternative arrangements in Ireland. Well, we yeah. know we can't do anything yeah. about that till twenty thirty, even if we start now. And yep. then the EU have got to agree to it, and the obviously the Irish have got to agree to it. Um, and then his other idea, which is to get rid of all the civil servants and just have a team of Conservative politicians negotiating with Brussels is, you know... Worrying. Conservative politicians are not trained to negotiate with civil servants. No, they're trained to negotiate with Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is this has been half of the problem, hasn't it? These people are, yeah, you know... Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. And we talked... You know, Jeremy Hunt, we talked about him last week, and... and, uh, and um, saying doing deals is my bread and butter and this is the essential you know this is where their stance on this was wrong from the start because they believe that when you do when you're in business and you run a garage and you've Mm. got a supplier of exhaust Mm. pipes or Mm. whatever Mm. and he's your main supplier and you say i'm I'm going to pay you five percent less for your exhaust pipes this year Mm. um and they, you know, and they go, you know, and I'll walk away and I'll get another supplier if they don't because I know that there's one that's a little bit cheaper. You know, that usually works mm. when you negotiate with a supplier of exhaust pipes. Mm. When you're re- negotiating with the representatives of 27, um, a cartel of 27 exhaust pipe suppliers, 
you know, who are, who are the nearest exhaust pipe suppliers to you, it becomes ridiculous, doesn't it? They just go, well, go and do it then. Some of these people have got twenty-seven cars. Just well. go, just go and just go and do it. Just yeah. go and do it with somebody else. And, Absolutely. Um, the other thing is, of course, that these people um, are used to getting what they want. You know. Yes, exactly. So, I think Theresa May wasn't. It said compromise isn't a dirty word. Was it Theresa May? Who said it that? was Theresa May. Yeah. Uh, she's absolutely right, of course. But yeah. lots of these people are not really sure what compromise Cough is. is. a dirty word. <laughs> That really is a dirty word. And wanna. Did she say that as well? Yeah. Did she? <laughs> I've missed that speech. She's had some conference speeches, that girl, hasn't she? Yeah. Hey? Oh, the dancing queen. Yeah, so, yeah, in his campaign video, he said um, that unless the UK leaves the European Union by the time of the next election, Jeremy Corbyn could be in Downing Street. Well, that could be 2022. Well, it could be, yeah. Um, <clears throat> one other thing that I liked from Gove uh, on Brexit is. Uh, uh, British citizenship for the three million EU nationals. Yeah, um, and, and for nothing. And we would scrap that settled status nonsense. So yeah. I mean that that is good. That is you know that is a softer Brexit than I think he was proposing during the referendum campaign. Um, so you know longer time frame. Yeah, well mm-hmm. you know okay. Now did he wear a skirt by the way? Sorry. Yes, he did. He wore a skirt. He wore a kilt on. Um, on oh, yeah, at the, all the at time. The, at the banquet. Yeah, he, did, he wore yeah. a kilt yeah. at the banquet, didn't he? Yeah. Which is probably why Donald Trump didn't remar- didn't remember meeting him. He probably <laughs> Michael Gove probably remembers him. Sam Geimer. How many? Sam Geimer. Yeah. How many? How many has he got? How many backers? Zero. One. Oh, one. <laughs> um. I, can't see the point, really. No. Also, I'm very confused. He, he does want. I mean, we we would like this chap. Wants yeah, a further yeah, yeah. referendum. I like him a lot. Wants a further referendum, but he wants referendums to have two questions. Yes, he does. I don't understand. One is leave uh, v remain. The, the other first, is Theresa May's deal versus no deal. So what if you pick remain and no deal? Huh? Yeah, I don't really understand I don't that. Get it. It's in my head. That Sam, help us out. How does that work? He said that leaving with no deal will be an abject failure. I think, I mean, I think Parliament agrees with him. Um, but sadly, none of the things he's putting on the table will get through Parliament. No. Um, holding up a referendum was beaten by twenty-seven votes. The amendment, of course, could beat. Um, so I don't really think. He, I think he's got the kind of Brexit stance that most of our listeners would put out there. But a chance of getting, a chance of winning the Tory leadership election on the back of it is unlikely. I would. Well, it is, and you know they've changed the rules now, haven't they? That on Monday, by, the, gonna... by the close of play on Monday, you need to have the support of eight MPs. That's to right. Enter. So he's not he's not going to make it. I and don't at think, the moment, he... and you can you can um, you can tell me the, the the numbers. I can. But Sam Geemer, Ledsom, Rory Stewart, Esther McVeigh, and Mark Harper. They're all below that level. Are yeah. all below eight? I think, I think. I think maybe a couple will get over that, but we'll we can come to that. Yeah, I mean the. You know, the de- in terms of declarations, there's probably about 120 Left. who haven't yeah. declared yet. That's so, right. so there That's is right. time. But you would have thought that they are going to go to the the, the main contenders, who of course are um, Johnson, Gove, Hunt, Rabs, the Sage, and Hat Mancock. Yeah, and it's Matt Hancock. Oh, wait a minute, I've got his name wrong. Hat Mancock. Yes. That we come to next. How oh, many? Okay. Um, how many people? Is Hat Mancock. Uh, the Mancock. Twelve. Uh, Thirty-one. Matt Hancock has got 31. Yeah. Has he? He's flying, dude. Has he? According to, my, according to my research notes here by our trusty researcher. That's looking good. It is. Looking really good. Yeah. He says leaving with no deal is not an option. Yeah. Um, it's between leaving with a deal or not leaving at all. 
<gasps> he didn't say that I have that yeah, but I mean that is uh, that is basically what he's saying yeah my worry is is he offering much that's new um, well, seek time to limit uh, seek a time limit to the backstop you don't like that well it's been the uh, EU have rejected that all the time haven't they he wants to give border communities in Ireland a billion pounds doesn't he oh me too um, which you know he wants to enshrine for, for what I don't know just the crack? Oh, just a, the crack. <laughs> a party, a big party. He wants to create an Irish border council, which I think is a half reasonable idea. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Uh, and guarantee citizens' rights. He, this he, bit, I see this bit, I don't understand. It strikes me as being too sensible to win this yeah, race. Yeah, me too, yeah. Um, he wants to negotiate a comprehensive free trade agreement which would involve leaving, which would involve leaving the single market and the customs union. I mean, what, how is that going to break the impasse that we're already in? Yeah. Everyone's been saying that forever, exactly, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I actually do genuinely quite like Hat Mancock. I think he's a he's a sensible Tory, um, but I'm not entirely sure what he's bringing to the table. Putting a time limit on the backs that was suggested, of course, as I mentioned, mm. rejected by the EU, mm. um, and just saying I want a free trade agreement. That yes. won't solve the Irish border problem, and also, well, yeah, of course, everyone's free trade agreement. It's like saying I want to win the lottery. What's your, you know, what's your proposal for paying your rent, Mister Porritt? Well, I want to win the lottery. Yeah. Brilliant, fantastic. Great See you proposal. next month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Harper. Don't Mark really know Harper. much about Mark Harper, do you? No. Just wonder why he's bothered. Former chief whip. He was a former chief whip. That's that is literally all, all I, I know yeah, about I'm Mark Harper. Me too. He's, to he see. is on the. Um, He's at one of the least Brexit, isn't he? That's right. If he, re- oh, <laughs> excuse me, you. that's what it was. Mark Harper made me yawn. Mark Harper made you yawn already. Uh, yeah. Could he rebrand himself as um, Harp Marker or Harp Harper Mark? <laughs> he could have the if he was the first mute uh, leadership candidate and just had the big horn. Well, do you know what? There are people who work for Boris who would like him to be like, mute. Like Harper, like, like Harper Marx Yeah, did. good idea. If he communicated only by the yeah. horn... That would be good. I think I would. I could get behind uh, Harper Mark. You got the horn for Mark Harper? Yeah, I could. That, that would be the... In the manner get of the, the horn for Mark I've got the horn for Mark Harper in the manner like of the... D oh, with DD or whatever. What, what would those T-shirts say? <laughs> He said, I think he said, I think he said, I'm with DD. I'm with DD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wants the UK to leave with a deal. More <laughs> shock and more horror. Incredible. Uh, uh, he, I guess that would mean a further extension. Um, but he does say that leaving without one should remain an option. Uh, he does, yeah. If the alternative is not leaving at all. Yes. Um, he said that he would go to Brussels, good start. That's, he's, he knows where it is. Yeah, pretty, pretty much what Theresa May has been doing. Yes. And he would negotiate changes that would involve building stronger relationships with the Republic of Ireland. Yes, good. I mean... It's all bluster, this isn't is it? Just, it's like a bad work experience CV, Mark. It how is, many yeah. people have backed him? Uh, how many people have backed him? Mm-hmm. Three? Six. Oh, OK. Uh, than I thought. He's the MP for the Forest of Dean. Oh, that's nice. Which is nice, isn't it? It's a nice weekend. Does that mean you might have been in EMF? They oh. were from the Forest of Dean, weren't they? Yeah, what a band. Oh, they were Did you like EMF? Yeah. Oh, really, got my gag there. Well, you could they had one other hit, didn't they? What was their other hit? Do you remember? I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. 
Unbelievable. Oh. Do you know what it stands for? Oh, oh. He comes in, doesn't he? Yeah. Old Harpo Mark. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, oh. Whatever happened to EMF? EMF. It stands it big for, for a ecstasy summer. muddy funsters, doesn't it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think so. Uh, what would that be? 1890, uh, maybe? Probably. They were great. They were big for a summer. Yeah, they were. It was a great song. Uh, Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt. How many people, firstly? Uh, how many people for Jeremy Hunt? I've got none of these right yet, and I have to say that if you, 25. Get, if you get one right, there's a prize. 25. 32. 32. Wants to leave the EU. Uh, the only uh, Wait a minute. If the only way to leave the EU was with no deal, he would do it. Yeah, he would. As a last resort last with resort. a heavy heart. Heavy heart. Last resort. Uh, he, he used to do um, um, fl- flamenco dancing. No. Is it flamenco dancing? Who, Jeremy Hunt? He used to do some Brazilian dancing. Did he? Yeah. Capoeira, or whatever it's I don't called. Know what it's called. Something, it's bit... That's like a keep fit dancing no, thing. No, no, this it? is proper, like. And he, he said, and I quote, it's a dance for a single person. Oh. Jeremy and he Hunt. says when he was first an MP, he used to wear his t- he used to wear a t shirt under his shirt, and then when he'd finish at like 10 o'clock, he would whip off his shirt, run down to the Brazilian clubs in Lombarda, London. Lombarda, that's it. That's it, Lombarda. The Forbidden Dance. Um, and he would do the Lombarda oh with women. <gasps> but he said that once he became married, all that changed. All that changed to his Japanese-Chinese wife. Yeah. Um, he says he was obsessed he... with Brazil, then he was obsessed with Japan, Japan and, and now he's obsessed with Africa. Is he? Africa by Toto. I get, <laughs> I get a little obsessions about things, but I mean, learning Brazilian dance, wow, wow. So that is good. I mean, he could do it. Worked the dancing worked for Theresa May. Imagine conference. if he's got a Brazilian. <laughs> oh. oh, I just don't know where to put that little thing. Um... So he says there is a prospect of doing a better deal. Maybe yeah. if he does the. What's it called again? Lombarda. With Merkel. Yeah. Um, he's in favour of changes to the withdrawal agreement and he thinks it's possible to get them by Halloween. But he is... We've gone from a... I mean, he did vote Remain, didn't he? Or he did said you? he voted Remain, Jeremy Hunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've gone from a situation where at the start of this race he was viewed as a hard Brexiteer and now he's viewed with mistrust by Everyone. the Brexiteers. <laughs> and... Um, well, we can talk more about this in a minute, but I think the the way that is going to play out, um, it might not be too damaging for him among the MPs, but if he gets into the final two, it's going to be um, curtains for Jeremy Yeah, Hunt. I think you're right. I think you're right. OK. With uh, a heavy heart, and as, as a last resort, I say he's not going to be the next Prime Minister. The Sage? The Sage, I just think his campaign is yeah, dead, but how many in, people, dead in the water. How many people have backed him? I've backed the Sage. Mm. 20. Why did you look at your watch to find out? Is that a Saj backing watch? It's, a, it's No, it's my big NHS watch. Oh, is it your big NHS watch? Not on my good. NHS watch. Uh, 17. 17. Um, he, now, this is great, because he's on about the digitised border, of course. Yes, um, the digitised border. Could be done in a couple of years, he no, claims. No, it couldn't. <laughs> the Home Office have said it can't be done until 2030. I am the Irish mourner. That would be great. <laughs> Laser eyes. Do you think you can what... pass 
Do you think that's what it is? It'll just be a load of knockoff Wally. Yeah, um, no, I was thinking more Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Oh yeah, Johnny Five. He was alive. He was. Um, or Metal Mickey. <clears throat> that would be great if robots of yore yeah. man the. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Some nice retro robots. What about him from Buck Rogers? Biddy biddy biddy. Oh yeah, with the like with the like um, vacuum arms. <laughs> yes, <thing. that's> right. <laughs> Maybe one from the Jetsons. The Jet Meat George Jetsons. The Jetsons was great. Why is he not on TV anymore? Did he do something? wrong that we didn't notice at the time but now would they were lovely weren't were they, they? Sexist, the, the lady the lady jetsons yeah very nice well, what i mean the flintstones that's not on anymore either no it's was not. it sexist or something was he not know. was he not woke enough i don't know it was great both of those were great I'll tell you what you never see on tv anymore you know and i reckon this is because programs are a uniform size now Go on. um length rather you never get those like um you know like 25 past two on a sunday you get that. You get Tom and Jerry for five minutes, and oh, then yeah, you go yeah, into yeah. something else. Yeah, you don't yeah. get that anymore. You don't get that anymore. No. You see Tom and Jerry on TV anymore? No, never. Never. What did they do wrong? Well, I mean, Spinny Gonzalez. Yeah, a bit suspect. A little bit racist. And also, uh, Tom and Jerry, the portrayal of the yes. cook, maid, yeah, housekeeper. Yeah. I always just saw it as their owner. Uh, no. But I was innocent. I was a child. Well, he was still a child in many ways. <laughs> many, um, many ways. Uh, so so he, he would make, he, no. he's saying he would make a grand gesture to the Irish government for paying for the robots. Well, I imagine they would make a grand gesture right back at the side, <laughs> wouldn't they? Me, 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 me. Uh, that was the laser eyes again. It would be like the, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, and then we're, now we're moving into the heavy hitters, aren't we? Oh, no, we're not, because... I've done it in alphabetical order. Oh, okay, good. Boris Johnson, how many? Oh, he's got he's got the most, surely. Forty-five. Ooh, forty-eight. Uh, he's saying we will be gone by the thirty-first of October. He yeah. is saying the way to get a good deal is to prepare for a no deal. He is saying though that no deal would cause some disruption. Um, I think he he is obviously going for the no deal. Vote and and he's confident he will get to the last two. If he does, he's going to win it because I think one poll suggested that three quarters of Tory members want a no deal. Yes. So if he gets there, he's going to win. So this is where I am trying. I'm beginning to change my mind about this. You like Boris because yeah, no, you've got a theory on this. Because I think that Boris Johnson will get in the last two. Yeah. But I am now wondering whether the 124 thousand people who have been swelled as we know by these entryist people Mm. you know when Aaron Banks and people like that Mm. um, blue wave yeah the blue wave absolutely they launched quite you know extensive social media campaigns didn't they telling people to join the Conservative Party yeah all of this been very very quiet Mm. Uh, Lord Ashcroft has has been involved in some of this as well Mm. Um, and an an awful lot of people have joined Mm. Um, now Mm. you can't vote unless you joined three months ago but all this activity was done most of it was done last year yeah before Christmas um, or around Christmas time wasn't it so all of those people who joined should be could be in now if if it comes down to Boris Johnson versus Hunt or Gove you know, or somebody else, I think he would, or many of those people, I think he would win. What if it comes down to Boris Johnson, who at the end, you know, at the end of the day, has changed his mind, probably would compromise, probably would tone it down a little bit. What if it came down to him 
or, or Dominic Raab. Mm. And I, I wonder whether, in a choice um, of, between Boris Johnson and Dominic Raab, whether there are still enough um, non-Kool-Aid drinkers, non-hard Brexiteers. You know, Boris Johnson, don't forget, has, has you know, voted for some of this a couple of times, didn't mm, he? Mm. You, know, he, he? You know, he was part of it. OK, Raab was part of it, but not for very long. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder whether he would... Lose so you think he in a runoff by an even Rome. bigger Brexit? Team. Yeah, I think so. I think that this is the this is the state of the Conservative Party right now, Grief. isn't it? Well, that they would are, be a worry. Is Rob? Well, we'll get to Rob. We'll get to yeah. Rob. Uh, okay. Uh, also, the other thing on Boris I wanted to say was um, you see Lord Hayward, who does a lot of Conservative yeah. polling yeah. this week, yeah. did a poll saying that Boris Johnson is hugely, very, very negative among floating voters, so people who mm. go between Labour, Lib Dem yeah. um, and um, Tory. Uh, he said a quarter of floating voters who voted Conservative in 2017 would, would be lost immediately um, by Boris Johnson. And, and that's also, you know, when, it does, when they do but get do, out... But on, I think the main thing for those Tory members is going to be Brexit. Yeah. When they get out, but when they get out on the hustings... When people like um, Ruth Davidson are asked about Boris Johnson, Amber yeah. Rudd are asked about Boris yeah. Johnson, yeah. are they going to serve? Are they going to be happy? What's going to happen to the Conservative Party if and when Boris Johnson wins? Then I think that might. It may um, well. Yeah. Okay, let's rattle through these now. Ledsom for leader. Ledsom for leader. Uh, well, outstandingly mad this week. How many? How many? How many? Oh, Ledsom for leader. Um, six. Four. Four. Rubbish at this. Uh, she has said that we don't have to pay the thirty-nine billion. Yeah, bonkers. Once again, we do have to pay the thirty-nine billion. It is in relation to budget agreements f- from between twenty fourteen and twenty twenty. We're an now idiot. at twenty nineteen. She's an idiot. Even if we left on Halloween, that's most of twenty nineteen. She's an idiot. Uh, We'd be in a backstop afterwards. She's an idiot. We're going to have to pay this. Idiot. If we don't pay it, the EU will sue us for the money. Completely we'll idiot. never do a trade deal with the EU until it's resolved. Um, and she is mad. She's an idiot. She is, though, a mother. But she is a mother, yeah. That's pretty much all I've got to say. She has a three-step plan for Brexit, which you've just outlined. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but there are three steps, so she got that right. And she talks about a managed exit. It just makes no sense. Yeah. She is a massive loser. From one massive loser to the next, next Esther McVeigh. Well, can I, can I put Steve Baker and Andrea Ledsom and Esther McVeigh sandwich for oh, a minute? Because Steve well, I mean, Baker... Yeah. And I, you know, I, this is not in your alphabetical order. But Steve Baker... Steve Baker's not a candidate. He's not a candidate, but he said he will be a candidate <laughs> unless all the other candidates accept <coughs> that no deal is now the only option. Right. Well, so what does that mean? It means he's an idiot as well. Because half of them are saying that no deal is not the only option. So is he going to join in or not? Um, so all will be clear. Uh, Esther, so Esther McVeigh is yeah. even... I think. How many? How many? Esther McVeigh of oh, three. Oh, six. Six, OK. Uh, she has said we must leave on Halloween. Yeah. She's going to sack all the remainers in the cabinet yeah. <laughs> to form a top team that be- believes in Brexit. She's brilliant. Like believing in fairies, the Tinkerbell of Brexit. 
Uh, and she's going to have a pack with the Brexit Party, yeah. and she said Nigel Farage is a tour de force. Yeah, yeah. Which I believe is French for c- <laughs> <laughs> I believe um, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I haven't got anything to add. Dominic Raab. Dominic Raab, well, you know, I, Dominic Raab is sneaking up, I think. Well, how many votes? How many votes? So is he third, or is he... <clears throat> I think he's fourth. 24. Yay! You've won a prize. What is the prize? Uh, it is the tea towel with the oh, US beautiful. presidents on it. I love that tea yeah. towel. So congratulations. That's great. Uh, yeah, great. So, so Dominic Raab uh, wants to reopen the withdrawal agreement. Not happening. No. Nope. Uh, he says leaving on WTO terms far better than leaving with a fatally flawed deal. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, he likes the Malta House compromise, yep. but probably can't spell it. And he, he said, future relationship must be uh, best in class, free trade agreements such as EU Canada. Best in class. Mm. Yes, he, <clears throat> yes, he's, he's very keen on Canada, isn't he? He is. And again, he looks like a sinister robot as played by Michael Fassbender. He does. You're quite right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think I prefer Boris, frankly. Yeah. But uh, look, the way the way it shakes down now is ooh, um, street chat. Yeah, shakedown. <laughs> Tory leadership shakedown. Steve Anglesey shakedown. Steve Anglesey shakedown. <laughs> um, it's hot takes from the week. Well, the way it shakes down now is you have to have eight to be in. Yeah. Then you have to be seven, have to have seventeen to survive the next round. Mm-hmm. Then you have to have thirty three yep. to survive the next round, yep. and then we lose one yep. every time, yep. don't yep. we? Yeah. And that for me would seem to indicate that you know by the end of next week maybe. We will have um, well, it's the twentieth of June, isn't it? That's right. So, yeah. So by the end of next week, we will be down. Probably be down. So when we're talking this time next week, we'll be down to Johnson, Gove, Hunt, and Rob. Yeah, yeah. And then we will see where we're going from there. Okay, but everyone's favourite outsider, armed with selfie stick, yeah. mobile phone. A bit of a quiet week he's had, hasn't he? Well, he's got his own theme tune. Wait a minute. Do you recognise this song? Choose life. Choose a job. Choose a career, choose huh? a family, choose a big television, choose washing machines, cars. That's right. Displays. Because he is the Conservative Party leadership's very own Renton, isn't he? From Renton? Yeah. Oh, do you know why do you know why he's Renton? Is he, did he is he a heroin addict who spends he's a lot of time in the toilet? That's right, he's a heroin addict. Great. No, but he did smoke opium did smoke at a opium, wedding. But felt out. Yeah, he d- I obviously didn't inhale. But uh, I love Rory Stewart, as you know. Yes. Um, he's got no chance of winning, has he now? Not really, no. How many people have backed him? <clears throat> Four. Six. But Jan Arf put some hard work in. Yeah, he's been and I, good. And there's some sensible stuff here, isn't there? Um, no deal Brexit would be catastrophic, undeliverable, and it's unnecessary. You quite like these citizens' assemblies that he's I advocating. Like the citizens' assembly, He yeah. has said that we would have to include Nigel Farage in these uh, citizens' assemblies, of course, but uh, there you go. Okay. I mean, Amphibious citizens' assemblies. Yeah. So he he is not really got a chance, and I think that's because, again, a bit like Matt Hancock, too sensible. Hmm. Do you agree? I agree. Well, there we go. He, uh, there was some good quotes, though, to the FT this week. Firstly, Europe is not going to give us a different deal. So he's, he's basically saying we've got to get May's deal it's through. Correct. Secondly, a no deal is almost impossible to get through Parliament. Correct. Anyone talking about renegotiating a deal in Brussels or a no deal is essentially advocating a recipe for saying stuck in this limbo. Yes. Sensible. That's right. Why is he not leading this race? That's right. 
<clears throat> Any ideas? Because uh, he looks uh, weird and <laughs> um, he's too sensible. Yeah, maybe. He's just too sensible to be Tory leader. Um, yeah. When you said limbo before, I was just thinking about a story that somebody told me the other week. Jeremy Hunt. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Doing the limbo. Uh, no, but um, I, one of my friend's sons recently went to a nightclub in West London, and when he arrived, his friends said, there's, a, there's an old man yeah. on the dance floor, you've got to see this. Yeah. And um, he got there, and indeed, there was a, a very old man on the dance floor of somewhere in Ladbroke Grove or oh wherever it was. It wasn't me, was it? And, um, and he said at one point, he, this, this old man was dancing, and he got so low down that he was practically doing the limbo. Cool. And um, they were all laughing, and my friend's son had to say that is Mick Jagger. Oh, wow! Uh, 76, New Heart, etc., etc., and limboing. Uh, and, and uh, yes. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Well, uh, g- good for you, Mick, if you want to come on the pod... Is he Brexity? Uh, no, he's Remain. Is he? Well, you're yeah. more than welcome to come on and have a chat to us, Mick. I know you're an avid listener. Who, who, among, the st- who <clears> among the Stones <throat> is Brexit and Remain? Keith will be Brexit. Do you think Keith Brexit? I think just to be, you know, just to be Keith. Just to be Keith. I think Ronnie Wood might be Brexit. Quietly Brexit. Charlie Watts, too sensible. Yeah, Charlie Watts will be fine. Um, Jagger, Remain, certainly. The ghost of Brian Jones? Brian Jones, I was going to ask probably you. Probably Remain. yeah. Um, yeah, probably. But his nasty side, didn't he, Brian Jones? Well, so do you. Uh, Wyman, leave, <laughs> I would why? say. Why? I would, not, not, not his sports <laughs> Brexit, I just want him to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mick Taylor remain. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's an interesting end to the new segment. It is, yeah. I think we've got there, finally. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One, or order online at our website, www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Welcome back. Jerry has joined me. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm good. The sun is shining. What's your better? The sun is shining, you're right. We've just been talking about the Tory candidates. I thought I'd just quickly get your view yeah. on them, actually, um, being, a, being a political guru. Sure. Uh, how do you think they're doing? Who's, who's standing out for you? Who's? Um, I think it's interesting, isn't it? I think if we... I'll talk about the candidates in a minute, but I think we're going to see loads more Tory MPs coming out and backing people over the weekend. Yeah, big um, weekend. Well, because... Theresa May's still got one day, First as big we weekend. First big weekend. That's a, that's a song by Arab Ooh, Strap, you will remember that. We're going to be coming out on uh, on Theresa May's last day. Yeah. How exciting. Oh, the hours we've spent discussing this woman's future. Oh, quite fitting, really. Um, but I think once once it's been her last day, they'll all start declaring a bit more. But in terms in terms of the um, the candidates, we've already had um, some dropping out, haven't we? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Things like that. James Cleverley's gone. James Cleverley, yeah. yeah, I think... Um, Kit. Boris is still looking like the front runner, isn't he? He is. I mean, my view on this the whole way through has been: if he gets to the last two, then he will win. Yeah, I stand by that. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. It's been interesting the last few days because the One Nation Conservatives have been holding their hustings mm. behind closed doors. Might I add? Mm. There's been mm. plenty of our types of people hanging around outside is, glasses, glasses to, the wall. to the wall absolutely yeah. I think someone helpfully um, from the inside put their foot in the door at one point so yeah. it didn't completely close um, I think 
Yeah, I, I mean, Boris, Steve's view is that Boris might just get pipped. Yeah, potentially. By, by Raab. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it'd be dreadful, wouldn't it, if details man Dominic Raab <laughs> didn't know the importance of the Calais to Dover crossing was to be our new Prime Minister. I'm just not inspired by any of them. What about Rory? Oh, yeah, but he's not going to do it, is he? He's got a selfie stick. If he hasn't, has he? That's the point. Oh, yes. he's doing, he walks down the street with his camera. Oh, he does. His... I thought you meant the one where he said he was recording and someone asked him if he was pretending to be doing it, and he said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he's easily, clearly the best man for the job, and yeah. yet he's only got six people backing him. It's not going to happen. If you're sensible and you want to be the Tory leader and therefore Prime Minister, you've got no chance. You can't. What about Hat Mancock? <laughs> Every time. Steve is keyed on, on Hat Mancock. Look, I don't dislike Matt Hancock, <laughs> but in my um, double-hatted job, I'm also a health journalist, and I can tell you from the it's like professionals, a yeah, and one a baller hat. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is one of those old-style ones with a card in it that says "Press" on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trilby. Um, he's not. He he. Uh, the things I hear are that he doesn't quite bottom out his ideas. He has a lot of big ideas which sound great, but you know, isn't really clued up on how he would actually do it in practice. Yeah. Which is quite important if you're PM, arguably. Well, I'm trying... I'm just... I've, I proudly have interviewed every Prime Minister since um, Tony Blair. Show off. Uh, just old. Um, but I... And if it were to be... If it were to be Gove, Hancock, um, Boris, or... That's it. Then I would. I've already interviewed them, so I could carry on my. I feel like you have to have interviewed them as prime minister no, to Cambridge. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I I wrote an article about Hat Mancock when he'd been around as an MP for about six months and predicted a very bright bright future for him. So look, my crystal ball. Oh, I've worked. never seen you look so smug. Yeah, look yeah. at your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I huh? I mean I think Matt's got a good chance if. Boris doesn't get into last two, sure. and and that might happen. A lot of people are quick to back Boris, whereas they might, whereas I think more thoughtful MPs perhaps are waiting, maybe out of respect for Theresa May until she's gone. Um, and I don't by any means think that Boris is a shoe in to get into last two. Is what I would say. We'll see what happens in the next few days. Anyway, we're going to talk about. We're here actually here to talk about Labour. We are because um, they haven't really made it into the pod no. <laughs> thus far because of Mr. Trump. Um, why don't we start there? Because of course Jeremy Corbyn. Um, there was sort of mixed messaging. They clearly didn't really want to meet Donald Trump, but said they would. Um, Emily Thornberry, we'll get to, said she had lots of things to say to Mr Trump, but then didn't really go anyways to, to try and find an opportunity to, to see him. And Trump, clearly, not that keen on wasting his time with Jeremy Corbyn either. And Corbyn, of course, perhaps controversially addressed the uh, rally against Trump. What did you think? Well, it's such a typical Labour start-as-you-mean-to-go-on situation where... You know, people were saying, oh, why isn't Jeremy Corbyn asked to meet Trump? Oh, he's going to meet Trump. But then it came out that Trump wasn't meeting him, that he hadn't asked for a meeting, he hadn't yeah. asked for a meeting. It's just another failure of Labour's pressing to get ahead of the story. I think Trump and, and Labour are both as flip-floppy as each other, yeah, frankly, aren't they? absolutely. Um, you know, you can't deny that Jeremy Corbyn going down to speak at the Trump protest is not very statesmanlike. Exactly. So... Uh, there's two there's two bits of thinking here for me on this one. Yeah. I, I kind of like that Corbyn sticks to his core beliefs. Sure. 
you know, you know what you're getting with Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. We've been saying it for a long time, and it's still shocking to me that people, still people think he, he wants a second referendum. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, his core beliefs have been his core beliefs for the majority of his adult life. Yeah. He, he hasn't switched, he doesn't change. If, if he makes a slight little change somewhere, it is because he's under massive pressure to yeah. do it. It wasn't a shock that he spoke at this. However, he wants to be the Prime Minister of the UK. Yeah. And I think one thing that... Uh, listen, I'm no fan of Trump, all right? But one thing... Not what your T-shirt that, says. <laughs> or this red hat. <laughs> <laughs> there is a picture of me with a Make America Great hat uh-huh. on. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm no fan. But I think there was a good line coming out of um, Westminster... Uh, uh, sorry, out of Downing Street and beyond this week which said that we should respect the office of the President of the United States of America and whoever is in it. Yeah. And I think that actually some of the Tory candidates have been fairly robust, kicking back against the NHS being on the table and things like that. Yeah. Mancock was very, very uh, clear on the fact that on his watch that wouldn't be the case, as me and Steve have just been chatting about. Um, so y- you can disagree with the President um, without upsetting the American people, who are, let's face it, our closest buddies. Yeah, and um, like you can't. If you are going to be prime minister, you have to engage with people that you do not agree with, and whose views and attitudes and you know policies and morals that you find abhorrent. That is what happens. It's diplomacy, isn't it? You yeah, can't just yeah, absolutely. flip the table over because you don't like what they stand for. Quite, and and I think that with, I don't think that Corbyn is a statesman. I think he would be a dreadful Prime Minister. I think I've made that clear quite a few times in this pod. And I think you're right. But but then he won't meet Donald Trump, but he shared stages with some really rather dodgy characters in the past, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, So it's where is that line drawn, isn't it? This is it? on Corbyn's terms, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very much. absolutely. And they talk about, you know, Th- uh, Thornberry was talking about it and Corbyn's mentioned it about him being a sexist and a racist yeah. and things like that. I think, you know, I think that those are views that are fairly widely held. Yeah, uh, certainly, the, certainly the man has, has, has uh, been openly sexist in the past. Yeah. I don't think anyone would deny that. I think that the majority of the politicians that have met him this week wouldn't choose him as a dinner guest. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a difference. I, I think he probably is all those things. And I think it's almost fine for Emily Thornbury to say those things. Mm. There's a clear distinction, though, between her and the leader of the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I agree. And I think there are actually... There, there is better ways of putting pressure on him behind the scenes, yeah. perhaps, than than speaking at a rally. So Corbyn, once again, still wants to be that campaigning rebel, um, even though he's the leader of the opposition. Mm-hmm. Then let's get to Brexit, then, because mm-hmm. we see... I, I'm so confused by this. I feel like I need to lie down in a dark room for a very long time when it comes to Labour and Brexit. Yeah. And, I mean, we've, for so long we have wanted them to get their messaging right, for the messaging to be the right messaging, for them to give the majority of their members what they want, which is backing for a people's vote or some kind of second confirmatory referendum. Um, confirmatory referendum, a word I always slip up on. It's a bit like, for years I was saying uh, dick, dick, dick to me. Ooh. Not dichotomy. <laughs> it wasn't until I got to university and one of the lecturers said dichotomy that I realised okay. I'd been saying something that perhaps was a little bit rude, probably yeah. confusing people. With Labour's message, even if they came out now and said, you know what, actually, we're for Brexit, yeah. I'd even be relieved at that. Yeah, then yeah, at just least pe- someone could like, be nicking their, nicking their Remain members. Absolutely. Pick a side, <laughs> please. Uh, so, and, so Thornbury would sort of 
spoken about on some clearer lines, and yeah. she, about Brexit. What happened to her this week? Well, it wasn't great, was it? Because she's, she's always kind of skirted with... You know the line about uh-huh. where she can where she can go, but she's always been you know on on the right side of it. Even when she gets close to, it. I think she went way past and over the line by saying, you know, that Labour should be backing yeah. a confirmatory referendum. Yeah. Yeah. That they should have been saying in the European elections and local elections, you know, yeah, this is what we want to be doing. Um, and she came right out and said it. And I think that's really put her in the bad books because at PMQs this week she was Dumped. booted Ooh. usually she stands in for Give Corbyn if he's not about elbow. And do you know what she does it well yeah she's yeah, yeah. Um, but this week it was Rebecca Long-Bailey how did she do she did pretty well as well yeah she um, it was pretty difficult David David, David Liddington Lidders <laughs> was on the other side because that's Lidders sensible um, politician is Lidders <laughs> and she, he was, you know, mocking the fact that Emily Thornbury was further down on the front bench and saying, you know, she's on the on the naughty step that she's yeah. been, um, she's gone against the party and the dear leader and yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, and in for re-education, exactly. Um, and to be fair to Rebecca Bay, handled it in the only way she really could and laughed it off. You deny it. What about you, Thornbury? What was her know, face like? Um, pretty neutral. She um, she stayed pretty composed. Um, I think it'd be good if she just started flicking the V's. Uh, but the interesting bit about that is that Labour were quite heavily briefing that the reason she wouldn't be at PMQs is because she'd be in Portsmouth for um, D-Day commemorations. Yeah. Of course, she um, made clear that that wasn't the case by turning up and maybe taking her seat Trey. down the front bench, maybe. Uh, maybe the train was cancelled. I'd go over there, wouldn't you? Oh, probably, definitely. Skype yeah. off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. a fridge open, a few tinnies. Yeah, exactly. Web's well, been nice as well. Yeah, get yourself outside, Emily. She lives up the road. Get a mojito for a minute. Yeah, she lives up the, in, a, in a can. There we go. She can have it on the tube. Exactly. Oh, no, don't do that. Uh, so, yes, that was yeah. rather embarrassing. So, what, I mean, what next? Labour, Labour, there's not a lot of oxygen being given to Labour, news oxygen, is no. there, at the moment, because of the Tory Tories and but Trump's going to But you know what, that is Labour's fault. I mean, if Trump's going to take aim at the NHS, why isn't Jeremy Corbyn in front of every TV camera standing up for the NHS? Mm. That's surely Labour's default position and what you should be doing. There was a line on it, but I don't think I don't think it got much traction, really. No. And I, I mean, I wrote an article... About two weeks after, got so much stick for it. Um, about two weeks after the general election, saying we, you, what you have just witnessed is Pete Corbyn. Yeah. And I mean, I think the two main parties together now are polling at something like forty-two points, which is a thirty-point drop on the yeah. start of the year. Yeah. So we know full well that the Tories are hurting because mm-hmm. of the Brexit Party. But I tell you what, Labour are hurting as well. Yeah. I mean, I got a um, thirty-one poll. But received a poll this morning that said if there was a general election today, the vast majority of Tory MPs would be wiped out by yeah. the Brexit party. Yeah, you know, yeah. hun- over 100 seats we're talking about. Wow. vast majority is probably a bit far, but a lot. God, that is terrifying. Um, and finally, I just wanted to chat to you. I thought I'd throw this in as well. Change UK, difficult week for them. After poor, poor old Lily last week was in here telling us how great Change UK was. I'm sure that Lily's going to have a great future, whether it be in Change UK or not, yeah. in politics. But, um, oh dear, a bit of a painful week for them. Yeah, not great. It just seems like that it just hasn't worked out for him. I don't know if you've seen the screenshots of that WhatsApp chat where they're trying to kind yeah. of get in on the Lib Dem and change the name of the Lib Dem. Change the name and, oh, I don't know. <coughs> um, but yeah, it's it's not been a great week for them. I think it 
might be the beginning of the end for Change UK. I think so. And do you know what? They should have just stayed as uh, Tiggers and yeah. kept it as a loose thing for the time being. Yeah. I think they tried to run before they could walk. And because they are, as they quite rightly said, trying to build an actual political party, um, it is going to take a heck of a long time. Whereas the Brexit party is one policy and one man. Yeah. You know, there is no explaining to be done. No one in this country... No one in this country is confused about what Nigel Farage's no. uh, main aim is. Um, and he's not even trying to talk about any other policies with regards to the Brexit party. So that has been their, their problem, I'm yeah. afraid. They would have been better probably just being a one a one um, policy party for the time being um, because, they, because they could have been a real force um, and now they are, what, six and, and some more independents now. Yeah, not right. Not great at all. So, not a good week for Change UK, not a good week for Labour, and um, the progressives amongst us still are homeless. Jerry, thanks very much for your time. We'll speak to you again next week. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back, Steve. It's time for Brexiteer of the Week. I'm, I'm ready. I know, you were born ready. I'm poised and ready. Yeah. Uh, angle poised, as some, some ah. of my... Oh, that's nice. That's, that's quite nice funny. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a nickname uh, for you upstairs. Michael Heaver. Should we start with Michael Heaver, yes, MEP? Please. One yeah. of Brexit yeah. Party's new MEPs. Yeah. Uh, he responded to Elton John's claim. Elton John. That he's said, a rocket man. He said, You're not. Yeah, you're not. You've not even got a rocket. <laughs> and you're a tiny dancer. I've never seen you dancing, and you're not that small. Uh, no, Elton John said Brexiteers are stupid colonial, colonial imperialist English idiots. Eh? And Michael Heaver said, We're not idiots or stupid. <laughs> uh, Andrea Jenkins, I love it when people do this. Yeah. Andrea Jenkins, Twitter last weekend, she tweeted, On the back of the Times poll tonight, we need to tweet, The Times YouGov poll clearly demonstrates that no Conservative leader can win a general election. We have to deliver Brexit. The man with the plan to do this is Dominic Raab. And then she had to delete that and then retweet it without... Tweet it again, rather, without the bit at the start that said, on the back of the Times poll tonight, we need to tweet, because that was clearly a message that had been sent to her by um, (laughs) a member of Dover Calais Dom's team. Um, And I'm sure, um, uh, because she is a Raab supporter, I'm sure Boris supporters would have enjoyed that that gaff, yeah. and one of them yeah. is the Filton and Bradley Stoke MP Jack Lepresti. Yeah, Lepresti. What, what else is he known for? Uh, he, he's oh, he was a figure skater in the um, nineteen eighty-two Olympics. That's right, but he's also married to Andrew Jenkins. Oh, um, so there's a little <laughs> bit of there's a split, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Roy Raybould. Who he? Yeah. You say, yeah. I hear yeah. you say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he listener. was the fullback at Melchester Rovers he was. in the mid eighties. With um, he played with the difficultly named Blackie Gray. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, who else played on Melchester <laughs> Rovers? My favourite thing was the supporters' little speech. At Mel Park. Come on, get on with it. Shoot, man. He's not the... going to hit it from there. Yeah. <laughs> they were really uh, They were good. Yeah. Uh, also, the best bit about it was every in. year, every year, every every uh, edition. You could send, if it was your birthday or whatever, you could send a, a cutting out of one of oh, your yeah, photos yeah. in and they would stick it on right. a drone. And they never got the shape. Quite right. right. Yeah. Like the worst Photoshop, because it wasn't Photoshop, they just stuck it on a photocopy and you'd have this massive kid's head yeah. on Roy Race's body. 
Uh, I wonder if Anthony Roy Raybold ever did that. Um, he's very forthright on Twitter. Yes. Uh, his profile says, I, I am a face-to-face advisor in adult training in staffs in the West Midlands. What? Um, and last week he tweeted to his 99 followers, <laughs> I can't for the life of me understand how the new European paper is selling. <laughs> this propaganda paper should be shut down yeah. and the editors arrested. Editors? The editors arrested for their anti-Britain comments. Who are the owners? Ooh. The owners are Archon. The owners are Archon. We're you're, the editors. You're, you're one of the editors. Uh, off to the clink with off you. Off to the clink we go. I'd like to see I'd visit, but I'm busy. Uh, and now, at one point I said on this podcast, we'll never talk about Martin Daubney ever again on this podcast. Yeah, and now yeah, he's an MEP. Yeah. We do have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this week he wrote a big uh, thing in the Daily Express saying how terrible it was that Brexit Party MPs are taking a lot of abuse. Um, and he said, we're, a couple of people are in genuine fear of their lives. Uh-huh. They've been subjected to vile anti-Semitic hate crimes. Mm-hmm. They've been attacked and abused. There have been two attempts to run down our activists by what? motorists. And all of this is absolutely appalling. appalling absolutely. It's terrible. We've told you before. Don't um, do it. Uh, and, do it. You know, it's, it's just, that is really awful. Uh, you know, obviously, as is harassment and attacks on people who support um, Remain. Absolutely. Um, what, I, what I wanted to talk about, so for that, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd, I'm agreeing with Martin Daubney. It's, this is completely out of order. He did, he did, went on to say that what happened in the West Midlands, which was his count in the, in the um, European elections, he talked about a speech that Nina Gill, who won for Labour, won, and she was booed, wasn't she, while she was making this speech. She, she basically said that Brexit I mean, was a part, party was a party of the far right and it mm. had some uh, there were some racists in it um, and um, she was then subjected to an apparent racist outburst as she said this she, uh, uh, and Daubney says somebody, we don't know who, there is no video evidence cried out, go home, you lost Gill has twisted this into a, an attack on her as a British Asian Sikh uh, saying that go home was in reference to her race. This is a disgusting fabrication. Mm. Now, if Martin Daubney doesn't know who shouted it, mm. because we don't know who shouted it, there is no video evidence, then how does he know the intentions of whoever shouted it? And point. how does he know that it wasn't a reference to her race? And how does he know that it's he a doesn't. disgusting fabrication? And he went on in this article to say that people must stop referring to the Brexit Party as far-right and racist. Mm. And, I, and he also said people should stop... Uh, referring to the Brexit Party as Nazis mm. and fascists, which, to be honest with you, I, I, I've got some sympathy with him. Yeah. But if he thinks that there aren't any far-right people no. in the Brexit That's Party, yeah, and yeah, people, yeah. Uh, some people in the Brexit Party aren't, aren't racist, then you know you should probably read the comments under his article on the Express website. There was no racism before all this mass immigration, so who caused it? That was one comment. And then another one is talking about the piecemeal cultural genocide of Britain spreading under mass migration. They are rubbing our noses in diversity. So I I could go on, but anyway. um, It brings me to the Joint Brexiteers of the Week. Joint? The Joint Brexiteers of the Week. Oh, my God. And they are Darren Grimes and Anne Whittaker. I think both previously Uh, winners. Because... Are they a couple um, now? Because they are a couple. Yeah. Oh well, that's yeah, sweet. yeah, yeah. And uh, Darren Grimes, obviously, what happened last week was Anne Widdicombe uh, was invited to a, a, a not very carefully constructed trap 
was like <laughs> for Unwiddicombe, <laughs> where somebody said, what about all yeah. the stuff you said about there being a cure for gayness? And she said, oh, yes, it would be, you know, I think it would be an idea. Mm. Uh, and Darren Grimes tweeted, um, who is gay and is a Brexit Party supporter, uh, and was fined and referred to the police for breaking spending rules in the referendum. And he tweeted, I remember the night I realised I was gay. I was 11. I cried myself to sleep. I thought I'd be thrown out of my home. Pushing the idea that being gay is something to be cured, like a form of cancer, is incredibly damaging. Um, those are, uh, in this, you know, I've, 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 said, I've agreed with something that Martin Daubney said, and now I'm agreeing with something that Darren Grimes said. Um, so why is he the Brexiteer of the Week? Um, it's because he, uh, he you know, he, then he, I guess he could have gone on to say that Anne Widdicombe should apologise or she should step down or Nigel Farage should take action against her. Uh, he didn't do any of that. Instead, he tweeted, I really like Anne Widdicombe, by the way. She's a Brexit hero. Right. So that's all right then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's and fine. the correct response <clears throat> to what Anne Widdicombe said is the response of the theatres who are, um, are running her stage show, Strictly Anne, an evening with Anne Widdicombe. The Landmark Theatre in Ilfracombe and the Electric Theatre in Guildford have uh, dropped her appearances. Is that right? Uh, Good already. for them. Uh, a couple more. Um, Let's put some pressure on the others, come on. Uh, yeah, so I think that, you know, I think that they should. Uh, here's a guy from the Landmark Theatre in Ilfracombe. I'm absolutely disgusted. We will never prove provide a stage for these vile people yes these comments are divisive yes. disrespectful foolishly ignorant uh, we don't seek to prevent discussions where there might be differences in opinion but in this case there's no discussion to be had absolutely now by the time you hear this yeah i'm expecting that the peterborough by-election well the peterborough by-election will definitely be it done definitely but i'm expecting that the brexit party will have won their first seat in the uh -huh. in the, uh -huh. the peterborough by-election but this week has shown the start of how we are going to beat the Brexit Party, and it is because they want to dismantle the NHS, they're going to dismantle the welfare state, they're going to give tax cuts to people who don't um, don't deserve them, and they are going to have the vile rhetoric uh, on uh, race and um, and uh, LGBTQ um, and, uh, that you've just heard coming from uh, from Anne Widdicombe. So there you go. What should the listener do right now? Listeners should right now go to SteadyHQ.com, uh, search for The New European and pledge to support this podcast and its work to stop Brexit. Um, if you want to do, you can write to us, um, write to The New European, you'll find it, the address um, in the print edition uh, and we'll send you some uh, lovely New European podcast badges and yeah, stickers. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you yeah, want. yeah, do it. Uh, I've not got many lasagna and bean stickers left and badges, mm. but we've got the did other you see ones. What, did you see what was on in the canteen today? Was it, was it lasagna S and beans? Seafood lasagna. Oh. He had seafood lasagna and beans. Did he? Yeah, oh. posh lasagna and beans. Seafood lasagna and beans. Um, so they're available. You can go to Facebook and join the New European uh, Readers Group. You can go to Facebook and just like The New European. You can go to Twitter and you can follow at The New European or you can follow me at Sanglesey. You can follow me, you. You can follow me again. Follow you again? Follow well, you, one of the, follow me, you know, by Genesis. Oh, I like that song. You've got one of those, um, you've got one of those fake, fake uh, Twitter handles as well, haven't you? Twandles, yeah. Have you? No. You have? I haven't. You are always denying things. And you can, uh, <laughs> you can follow him at Porrit. Yeah, P-O-R-R-I-T-T.
that was the New European Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend the Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com So, Retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of kids' classic, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. On Tuesday, how Rockford became the cheese of kings. On Wednesday, we meet the Jobs and Wozniak of the 1800s. On Thursday, the history of the YMCA, from the city of London to the village people. And on Friday, the edgy musical that made Greece the word. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.